0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the McCalla Cast. We're starting off a similar foot have we, has, as we have in prior weeks of uh, going through the, the new rankings for the, the playoffs. Um, one through four, not a whole lot changed. Cincinnati now did get into that four spot. Um, Georgia's at one. And then Ohio State and Alabama just kind of flipped, which is fair after their uh, their beatdown of, of Michigan State, who was, at the time, top five team um, or top six team. Uh, how do you feel about that top four? Are you happy with it?
1: Uh, I am. I'm glad that Ohio State jumped Alabama. I think, honestly, that was well-deserved on their part, especially with how bad they beat Michigan State and, honestly, how good their offense looks right now. So I'm pleased that Ohio State jumped Alabama, and I'm glad Cincinnati's finally in, the first Group 5 team ever, to make it into the top four of the playoff rankings. So that's super cool. The only thing is, there's still going to be more change within this top four. I think Cincinnati stays, I think Ohio State stays, I think Georgia stays. I think Alabama's going to fall out. The question is, who's going to come in?
0: Well, the the next two right now is is Michigan and Notre Dame, and obviously – uh, Michigan and Ohio State have to play each other uh, this weekend. So, uh, definitely something's going to change there. Um, either Notre Dame will likely jump Michigan in, in their loss, or if Michigan wins, they'll find their spot in the top four somewhere, probably two or three. Um, and then Ohio State either at four, bumping Cincinnati back out to five, or uh, getting dropped out in that five slot with two losses. I don't know. Um,
1: well, let me paint you a picture here. Okay. It's college football playoff rankings, and we've seen how stupid the rankings have been up to this point. This one, I'm okay with. Here's what's here's here's what's going to happen in my opinion. Georgia's going to stay number one. I don't think they lose to Alabama, even in the SEC championship. Alabama loses. Alabama falls out. Ohio State, I think, wins out. That leaves Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, because I don't think Cincinnati's going to lose. Michigan's going to lose to Ohio State. They're out of it.
0: So you're saying Notre Dame?
1: Notre Dame is going to take number four spot. Well, somehow they're going to take number four spot, and they're going to get blown away by Georgia. Well, here, here, in the
0: playoffs. here's what here's what's happening right now, though. In the Big Twelve, Oklahoma State and Baylor at seven and eight. Oklahoma State's only got one loss. If they go on to beat Oklahoma this weekend in Bedlam, go to the Big Twelve championship game, win that. You're talking about a, a one loss Big Twelve champion. Um, and like we said with Clemson in the ACC if it were oklahoma you wouldn't leave them out you wouldn't leave a one loss oklahoma team out so um sitting at seven right now it's not unreasonable for uh someone to say or make a case that oklahoma state especially towards the end of the season put all the pieces in place for them to reasonably jump notre dame and take that four spot i think whoever takes the four spot will likely get blown out by georgia um to be honest, I only really see Ohio State capable of competing with them right now. I don't think Alabama is going to compete with Georgia. I think we're going to see that in the SEC championship game. Um, and I don't, I don't see a Big 12 team, an ACC team, an independent team like Notre Dame. I just don't see them beating Notre Dame, possibly Ohio State. That's really the only team I can see competing right now. Um, and they do have one loss to Oregon, but, that was earlier in the season, and they don't look like, look like the same team. No,
1: completely play, play that
0: game again, it's going to be a completely different yeah. outcome. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Some of the bigger moves this week, Oregon dropped eight spots after their loss to Utah. They're now at number 11. Uh, Michigan State fell five spots to number 12. Kind of nice of the uh, committee to uh, keep them from free-falling, because that was an absolute beatdown they got. <laughs> uh, Wake Forest is down eight spots to 18, and Clemson added to the rankings at number 23. Uh, they bump out Mississippi State, who is now unranked, which kind of weird that they're going to play Ole Miss this weekend, who's a top-ten team, and they decided to unrank them right before that.
1: <laughs> um, I saw something. Is Wisconsin number one in the, the West, Big Ten West? Yes. So that means them, if they win out, they play the, Ohio State. The winner of Ohio
0: State, Michigan. Michigan.
1: How does Wisconsin make it to the Big Ten
0: championship? Because Iowa fell apart. Because
1: Iowa fell, yeah. bro. I mean, that's it's unreal that
0: and ramp, and I mean, and oh, fall and fall apart just, is is kind of a a dramatic way to describe it. Because I mean, they only have two losses, but you know, Purdue and Wisconsin 24, twenty four twenty twenty four seven twenty seven seven. That, that's that's hard to come back from, uh, especially when you start talking playoffs and and, and, and both what that were means. Unranked to yeah. begin with, so. Um but yeah, so uh not 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 set in stone, Iowa could still win the Big Ten West this weekend. We'll talk in the uh preview section more about some of the implications of um how teams can get to their their championship game. Um recapping last week though, number twenty-three, like we said, Utah upset number three Oregon, thirty eight to seven. An absolute beatdown on a number three team. It, it almost felt like you were watching Purdue. <laughs> playing, a, playing a top five team.
1: <laughs> Bro, again, they knew something we didn't. Utah minus three. I I mean, when I, so at work at that point, we were dead. When I was sitting there watching the game, our, our bar manager's an Oregon fan, I was just speechless. I was like, there's no way. I mean, Oregon could not get their offense going. And that's been their key uh, piece of them winning all seasons. how good and how electric their offense has been. Held to seven points the whole game.
0: Yeah, it was their lowest scoring game of the season by 17 points. Man. Two touchdowns and a field goal. That's that's insane. Uh it assures their exclusion from the CFP, not even a lot to play in the Pac-12 championship game anymore. Um Tavion Thomas, though, running back from Utah, 94 yards and three touchdowns. That's uh that'll do it.
1: <laughs> I do some work. Yeah. I mean wow.
0: Um I I I can't remember who I picked to win that game. Um but i was not expecting a blowout like that. A 31 point victory on either side was surprising.
1: No, I, I didn't i think i chose Oregon because i was like they've got a playoff spot. All they do is have to win this game.
0: Yeah, I, I think i think that was our sentiment was Oregon can't lose because if they do lose that's yeah. pretty much it. They had
1: already lost to Stanford. They weren't going to lose and, and you know, yeah. get blown yeah. at, That was their worst loss uh in history to a team that wasn't top 5, i think. Worst loss in history.
0: I think doesn't make it seem very very convincing, but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, it was, I am trying to remember the headline
1: that popped up. It was like Oregon suffers worst loss in team history to a top five, the team that wasn't top five. I'm I'm positive that was it. But anyways,
0: if you want the specifics, do your own research. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, number two, Alabama beat number twenty one, Arkansas, not very convincingly, forty two to thirty five. Um, honestly, it was a great try from Arkansas. Two touchdowns for Traylon Burks. Uh, three passing touchdowns and 326 yards for uh, KJ Jefferson, but uh, just not enough to, to beat the tide.
1: No, and you know, at the beginning of the season, we we're like, okay, you know, we're not used to seeing an Alabama defense that is this good, and here they are giving up 35 points to KJ Jefferson, which nothing against him. I love the kid. I think he's got a lot of talent and potential. But how are you only going to win by seven? In fact, it was a tie game at one point. I'm pretty sure it was close going to the end of the game.
0: Well. Early in the third quarter, uh, Arkansas was down 31-14, but they put a lot of heart and the claw on their way back. Um, but when you're playing against Bryce Young, who had 559 yards and five touchdowns, three of those to Jamison Williams, so big game from him as well. It's, uh, it's hard to, to mount those comebacks and win. Um, however, after watching that game, and, and the feeling all season I've had towards Alabama, I don't see them competing with either Georgia or Ohio State. Uh, I think they're a good team, but I, I don't think they're an Alabama team. They, they, I mean, close game with Florida, close game with LSU, close game with Arkansas. They've not been winning convincingly enough, even as a 10, 10 and one team, uh, for me to think that they're going to compete with Ohio state or, or Georgia. Um, uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am.
1: No, I agree. And Alabama had one of the easiest schedules this year when it came to SEC play or anything. And so they have not played a good defense all year and still struggled to win. So I really think, I mean, not that Ohio State has a great defense, but they held Michigan State to seven points with Kenneth Walker Sr. Um, So I definitely don't think Alabama is going to be able to compete, nor do I think they're going to be in the playoffs anyways.
0: Um number 4 Ohio State beat number 7 Michigan State and beat is a uh, a soft word for what they did to them 56 to 7 uh i just 49 to 0 at the half to tell you how bad that was um CJ Stroud 32 for 35 432 yards six touchdowns the Heisman race right now is right between Stroud and Young like they're they're easily separating themselves from the pack uh it's just a matter of of who comes up with it Uh, right now. I think I'm leaning towards Stroud just because like I said, I don't think Alabama has the juice to go and win uh, against Ohio state or Georgia. And typically the Heisman winner comes from teams who are competitive and, and put their team in a spot to win um, championships, honestly.
1: Yeah. I'm also leaning towards Stroud with the Heisman race. I I was just knocking on Bryce Young last week about how I haven't seen really anything Amazing from him like you're you typically do from a number one Heisman candidate. And he, he had a great he had a great week this week, even though they barely won. He saw, like you said, five hundred fifty nine yards, three TDs, like great game or five T V five TDs, great game from him, but he's not doing what CJ Stroud is doing against top ranked opponents like Michigan State. And they had over five hundred offensive yards in that game before the half was over. 500 offensive yards. Some teams don't get 500 offensive yards in a game. I mean, they just did not relent on Michigan State, and they just kept the pressure until the half. Then obviously they eased up. But at one point the spread was like minus 49 and a half. I,
0: I know, I know that uh, Michigan players and staff would not admit it, but you have to look at that game and say, ah oh, hell, <laughs> 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 oh here we go. This was our year, and now 56 to seven, Michigan State. Uh granted, Michigan beat Michigan State. Oh no no no, Michigan, Michigan State be Michigan. Michigan. But you know, weird things happen. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Probably <laughs> probably not, but <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's uh we'll have you in our thoughts, Michigan. Uh number five, Cincinnati beat SM, SMU, uh a convincing victory that people were asking for 48 to 14. And SMU is a good eight and two team. uh, Well, in the American Conference, I mean, I wouldn't go and say they're like a great team, but you know, uh, not a bad team. Ritter had two hundred and seventy four yards and three touchdowns, and Cincinnati's defense continues to play well. So, um, I think that's without that performance, Michigan would be number four right now. I think if if they didn't come out and and put the beat down on SMU, uh, you would have saw Michigan jump. Cincinnati, all will buy temporarily temporarily uh, for this week, but um, I don't think you could have looked at that game and said, well, I don't know, not really enough still. So um, kind of forced the committee's hand there.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's definitely something I needed to see to know that Cincinnati was still a legit team. And not only their defense did really well, but finally we see their consistent offense again. I mean, 14 points in the first, 13 points in the second, 14 points in the third, seven points in the fourth. Finally, they're finding that rhythm, again, that they haven't had in these past few games against Tulsa and other opponents that kept it really close, like even Navy. So it's really good to see uh, Ritter finding his rhythm again and the offense kind of getting back to where they were at the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, Uh, Clemson gave number 10 Wake Forest their first conference loss, 48-27, uh, Sam Hartman had 312 yards A touchdown and an interception uh, And negative 37 rushing yards um, But the the killer here For Wake was turnovers They just could not keep the ball to themselves And uh, they had two turnovers Basically on their own goal line That, that gave Clemson two easy touchdowns So uh, not the performance we expected And it gives Clemson Their first ranking since what week 5 <laughs> A long time ago <laughs> I didn't
1: think they'd ever make it back honestly But You know, it sucks that Wake Forest dropped that game. They're still going to the ACC championship more than likely to play Pitt. But I have to give credit to Clemson's defense to holding them to 27 points. Not a lot of teams could do that this season. But still not impressed with Oigoewe. I mean, 208 yards, a TD, and an interception against a Wake Forest defense that is terrible? I mean, really? So, not impressed with him. Pryor looks good, though. They're running back a couple TDs. 191 yards is the real reason they won that game in my opinion besides clemson's defense so yeah and the weight turnovers. yeah, weight yeah i turn- mean it
0: was it was 17 to 10 at the half like it was still a game uh but i mean you basically give them 14 points and, and they're gonna win the game so uh number 13 oklahoma beat iowa state 28 to 21 got an average game from caleb williams which is what we said last week you get that you get a win uh so that was good to see uh but you're going to need a lot better than average next week. <laughs> Oklahoma State's defense is insane. Like we'll we'll talk more about it, but you can't have an average game next week. Uh Iowa State had 38 minutes of possession, more yards, 25 first downs to Oregon or uh to Oklahoma's 14, but three Iowa State turnovers, one of which one of which a fumble return for a touchdown, uh and what do you know? It's a touchdown difference that makes the game, so <laughs> Um Oklahoma probably got a lucky break there, but you know. Yeah, and a I went to win.
1: Yeah, I mean it wins a win. I think they're not gonna win next week. I don't think at this point they've got the steam or honestly the gas to do that. Like Caleb Williams, they're gonna let him start so we can get experience because I think he will be the starter next year, based off what we've seen by Spencer Rattler not getting as many reps. But I mean, average like you said isn't good enough playing against that Oklahoma State defense. Like it wasn't good enough against Baylor last week. So it'll be really interesting to see how they play against Oklahoma State. But I don't think they win next week. And Kel Williams, eighty-seven yards, one TD, one interception, ain't gonna cut it. Yeah. Uh,
0: number fifteen, Wisconsin beat Nebraska thirty-five to twenty-eight. Uh, I think Nebraska is easily the best three and eight team in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> like. I mean, they don't have a lot of wins, but their largest margin of defeat was nine points to Ohio State. So, I mean, they're, they're like this, this, close, this close. like This you, close. You know yeah. what's holding them back, though? Uh, I don't know. Scott Frost. No. and
1: 12 against Rick DeMarcus. I know, but but, li-
0: but listen to me, listen to me. Look at Nebraska before Scott Frost came in. Their largest margin of defeat was not nine points. <laughs> 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 it was 28 or 35 Okay, points. okay, maybe
1: it's not Scott Frost. That
0: I you know who I think oh. it is? Adrian Martinez.
1: <laughs> so
0: much hype coming into the season and dude is so turnover prone. You think you at any time and he has no clutch factor in my opinion. Anytime they get into game winning situations, never capitalize. Throws an interception, fumbles the ball, doesn't get enough for a first down, turnover on downs. Like I don't think he has very good situational awareness. Um, because several games of the season, they've had the ball with enough time to score and, and take a lead, and they just don't do it. Um, and I think I think that's been the the hindrance this year. Which you know he was highly touted, so maybe his development falls somewhat on Scott Frost. But at the same time, you have to go out there and execute, or or you're not going to win games. And and you're seeing that happen in three and eight with no. with a nine point difference. Yeah, their I, biggest difference.
1: I agree, you're right. Nebraska Nebraska's definitely missing some key players, some key recruits. Um, but Wisconsin, speaking of their offense, Graham Hurt's still not impressed. I don't no. think it's a good quarterback. But Braylon Allen, 228 yards, three TDs, off 22 carries? Yeah, oh, my game. gosh. Well, I mean, go off, dude. Uh, great game from him. Definitely was the deciding factor in that game.
0: No doubt. Uh, and speaking of stats, Adrian Martinez two interceptions in this game. So <laughs> I mean, it, it just it just happens. I mean, he's a, he's a good dual threat. He 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 does well running the ball, uh, but anytime anytime you trust him to throw it, you kind of hold your breath and and hope for the best. Um, last game we're going to cover. Missouri beat Florida 24-23 in overtime.
1: You're just saving the best
0: for last. Yeah. I mean, so Dan Mullen's fired. No longer the, uh, the head coach at Florida after that loss. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like the way Dan Mullen has basically coached his way through this season. Uh, I think the decision to, to fire Todd Grantham uh, was late. I think it should have been done last season. I think some of his remarks in press conferences were – embarrassing kind of just dismissing the whole fact that they could be struggling. However, I do think that it might have been a little premature. I mean, this man, three seasons in a row, 10 wins, um, new year, six bowls competing, won the sec East last year. So it's like, I get that this year was bad and like bad, bad. We're, Two and five in the conference, but who else are we going to get? Right now, I mean, people are talking about Billy Napier out of Louisiana. Okay, he's been playing. I mean, if it, he's been playing in the same conference as App State and struggles to be App State. Okay, granted, Louisiana was was not always a good team. He's got them consistently ten win seasons, but. Never had Power Five coaching experience. I've, from what I could tell, James Franklin seems to be resigning at Penn State or signing an extension. There have been rumors of Lane Kippen, although I've heard his buyout from Ole Miss is really big, so I don't <laughs> know uh, how that how that plays into the mix. Uh, I've heard David Randa, but he's a lock at either USC or LSU. So it's like, I just feel like this was a bad season with USC. LSU Washington Washington State Virginia Tech all these schools have have job openings I don't think we want to be playing in the mix of those job openings like to be honest I think that's how you become a, a UT or, or FSU <laughs> I mean I mean to be honest no, no, you you're you're right. you start rotating through coaches so fast no coach wants to go there because what happens I give you three new year six bowls in a row and I have one bad season you and fire you me out, yeah, yeah I, I, no coach is going to sign up for that especially when they can go coach at University of Louisiana when 10, well. get 10 oh, wins. Yeah. Or Dan Mullen. If he stayed at Mississippi state, Mississippi state was happy with Dan Mullen. So 10, <laughs> 10 win season. Hell yeah. We'll take that. And then you want to go and, and step up to a blue chip program like Florida. If you're not winning championships, you're losing, which is crazy expectations, especially with how good Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state have been in recent years. It's hard to win championships, but those expectations are, are there nonetheless. And so if you start getting into the cycle of Washington coaches so quickly, you're going to create an atmosphere that no one wants to, to be in because it's just it, – you can't win in it.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree, especially as a Florida State fan. I completely understand because we had that hype behind Willie Tiger coming in. Oh, my gosh, he turned it, he turned Oregon around. Oh, my goodness, he's, he's going to help us. Like, we've got him. And then what do we do? We fire him, like, two years later because he truly did not help. And I think I'm fearful for that, for the, which sounds bad because, you know, it's always great when the Gators are bad. But it is fearful. I am fearful for y'all because I don't want that to happen to the Florida program because despite being rivals, it's still good when y'all are decent, at least so it's a competitive game. And I, just from experience, if y'all don't get a key coach like, like Lane Kiffin, I doubt that's going to happen, but if you don't get someone – of his status, of his knowledge with football in Power 5 teams, in the SEC, in in just big game-time performances, I think you're going to have the same issue that Florida State had, that Tennessee had. And that's just not what you want as Florida. I mean, tough loss to Missouri. I also think firing Dan Mullen was way too early, and I don't quite understand not giving him another season. But
0: Yeah, I... I can't, I can't tell you what, what happened behind the scenes or, or why it, it all happened so quickly. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. I'm not really sold on Billy Napier. I'm not really sold on Lane Kiffin either, only because if you look at his resume, three years seems to be about the longest he's stayed in the program.
1: He hops, <laughs> yes, bro. Uh,
0: yeah, and, and that's a problem too. And, and Ms. Ole Miss, I think they're 10th in the SEC recruiting class rankings right now, which the biggest flaw with Dan Mullen was his ability to recruit. And now you're talking about Lane Kiffen, who 10th in the SEC in recruiting at Ole Miss, who's number nine in the country with Lane Kiffen. Like it, it just seems kind of uh, a stretch to say that we're going to upgrade in recruiting with Lane Kiffen over Dan Mullen. But, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. Uh, there's been, uh, Some odd things that have happened, like uh, the betting odds for our next head coach have been taken down off betting sites a couple times, making people think we already found it, but we haven't. So uh, we will update when we figure that out. But in the meantime, we'll look ahead to the games this weekend, um, getting us ready for the conference championship week, which should be a fun time. But in the meantime, number nine, Ole Miss is at Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State's actually the minus one point favorite in this, minus one and a half point favorite in this game. it's a Thanksgiving Day, gay Thanksgiving Day <laughs> game, too. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Um, which is in the same time slot, or about an hour before the Bills and Saints game. So kind of weird that they're going to compete with an NFL game. Uh, but um, they're playing for both positions at this point, since Alabama are to clinch SEC West uh, last week against Arkansas. So kind of just bragging rights in this game. Um, what do you see in it?
1: I... With Ole Miss's win over Texas A&M, I really think Ole Miss is going to win this game. I haven't seen great things from Mississippi State's defense, and that's definitely something needed to stop Matt Corral. Um, But, man, Mississippi State's offense has been really good. The air raid, bro. Yeah, and and Leach has shown us that he can also incorporate a decent run game into that air raid. So it's going to be a high-scoring game. I still think Ole Miss pulls it out. I hate betting against Mississippi State because I, I got it right when I told told you they'd beat Auburn, and they did that. Um, but I'm going to go all Miss here, even though they're favored to lose spread and FPI.
0: Yeah, FPI has got Mississippi State at a 52.7% chance to win. Uh, and, I, you know, I've been wrong a lot this, this year when going against Vegas, so I'm going to roll with them in this one. I'm going to take Mississippi State to win. Uh, and one and a half points, I was like, do I see a one point victory? No, so they're going to cover as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, number sixteen, Iowa is at Nebraska. Iowa is a minus one and a half point favorite, but earlier in the week, Nebraska was a three and a half point favorite. So, looks like the betting action's on Iowa's side. Uh, Nebraska is favored on FPI fifty seven point seven uh, percent. All I have to say is Iowa is not the same team they were at the beginning of the season. All of that, you know, stunt, staunch defense. Uh you know, scoring position drives, winning games. Nine and two. <laughs> uh, they're not they're not in the dumps, but not the same team. I'm gonna take Nebraska to win this one.
1: I'm also taking Nebraska, actually. I think this is the first time they could be able to take down a ranked opponent under Scott Frost. Uh Iowa's defense isn't what it was, and their offense hasn't really been that great either. I mean, Petra has just continually kind of gone downhill as the season's gone on. So I really expect it to be, I mean, a very close game, but I'm going to take Nebraska to win as well.
0: And and Iowa, you were talking earlier about the Big Ten West and, and Wisconsin at first place. Iowa could still technically clinch uh, the first place in the Big Ten West and go play in the Big Ten championship game with a win here and a well, Wisconsin 10. loss. Yeah. Um, so they still have something to play for it. The season's not over uh, for sure. Adrian Martinez, like we said, we'll see how much of a liability he becomes, especially if Iowa's defense can find a spark. But as of now, I'm going to take Nebraska to win. Uh, number 14, Wisconsin's at Minnesota. Wisconsin, a minus-7 point favorite. And like we said a second ago, uh, a win here clinches the Big Ten West, and uh, we'll put Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, Give them the win cover,
1: yeah. Wisconsin wins covers. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the season, had you asked me, I've been like, "Ooh, it's going to be a close game, Minnesota." Must...
0: Yeah, Wisconsin. I, Wisconsin's got it. I had I had a lot of uh, uh, preseason hype with Minnesota. I, I I don't remember if I picked them as my uh, playing in the Big Ten championship game. I Feel like I did. Uh, you may have, which was a mistake. Well,
1: <laughs> I mean, well, based off the first performance of Ohio State, how that's, they played, we yeah, were true. like, "Ooh, but." Here we are with Ohio State being insanely good now.
0: Yeah. Um, So, you know, you win some, you lose some. But, yeah, Wisconsin win, (laughs) Wisconsin cover. Uh, Number two, Ohio State's at number five, Michigan. Ohio State is a minus eight-point favorite, uh, and the winner clinches the Big Ten East. How do you feel?
1: I think it's ironic that last week the spread was minus 19.5, and and it's only minus eight. Yeah. I just saw and, and personally witnessed a murder. Last week, <laughs> Ohio State against Michigan State. And you're going to tell me they're only going to win by eight points? No, 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 no. They're going to
0: doing sh- Doing that to a team that beat Michigan.
1: <laughs> exactly. They're going to destroy Michigan. Uh, McNamara is going to throw at least two interceptions. I think Ohio, Ohio State's defense, especially their secondary, looks amazing right now. So I think McNamara is not going to be a key factor in this game. If they can shut down the run game, game over. Ohio State, another blowout win. Seals the deal into them being in the playoffs because they're not losing in the Big Ten Championship, I can tell you that.
0: Michigan's defense is playing well. I'm going to give them that. They need to force a few turnovers to to try to swing this game because they're not going to get free points or free possessions. Um, that being said, how can you watch a team do what they did against Michigan State last week and pick them not to win in cover? Do you think, though – that Michigan losing this game is the end for for Harbaugh. Is is this like his make or break game?
1: No, I don't. I don't think so. I think if if they lose this game, I think I think they're gonna re-sign Harbaugh. Based off the season they've had, I mean, really good season. They they do lose to their rival Michigan State, and they're gonna lose to Ohio State too. Well, but they're gonna get another bowl game, and honestly, this is a better season than they had last season.
0: Well, uh, well, the problem with Michigan though is. They do win 10 games a season and get so close, but they can never get over the hump and beat Ohio State. That's that's been one of uh, the doubters of of Jim Harbaugh. What at his time in Michigan has been, will he ever beat Ohio State? Because if you don't beat Ohio State, we'll never be playing in the Big Ten Championship game and we'll never get playoff spots. Um, I honestly... I, especially if if Michigan holds it close and and loses right at the end, a typical Michigan choke. Hmm. I, I think this might be the end of Harbaugh. Uh, I think his seat is is very warm, um, and and he needs a win over a high state to to cement his 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 job security because um, getting so close and never getting over the hump, I think, is more frustrating than just not being close. Um, and it's the same thing that, that just happened to Florida. You get ten win seasons, but can you beat Alabama? You can get close. Couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, but like we were talking about earlier, you're gonna fire Harborough to get who.
0: And that and that's a fair argument this season. Um however, I think Michigan could be the second most attractive job opening to oh, USC. I, agree. I definitely agree. Um so even with LSU and Florida in the mix, I think Michigan can make a strong pull for, for a, a good coach. And, and I don't know. For Edo. Oh, I don't think Edo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Edo could not leave Louisiana, bro. He yeah, had it's... to go eat Flor Oh, he could go to Florida. I don't want him. <laughs> he's, he's a no. Uh,
0: yeah. I think Michigan's too cold for Edo. That His nips would be hard with that shirt off.
1: <laughs> bro, he want to get his gumbo either. Man. <laughs> I mean, come on. He, could, he can't leave the South.
0: You know, crawfish wouldn't taste the same <laughs> after a, uh, 500 mile flight. Mm, but um, yeah, I, I think Michigan will be a attractive place for, for a lot of head coaches. So uh, even if they were to fire Harbaugh, I think they would have a, a very good pick at their choice. So we'll see. Uh, 18 wake forest is at Boston college. Wake is a minus four and a half point favorite. Uh, and a win here puts wake in the ACC championship game against Pitt. Um, and I think this is an easy game for them to win and cover. Uh, I think it's a good bounce-back game after their loss to Clemson. Um, and we've seen the amount of offense that they can they can put out. So, four and a half points in a 50-point game is nothing. So, <laughs> uh, it's just a matter if they can get a couple stops to cover.
1: Yeah, I think after Boston College has lost to Florida State, I think Wake Forest is going to be able to roll over them. Uh, I think Wake Forest to win cover Boston College is not a good team this year. So
0: yeah, I think they got like what? Two. They're two and five in the ACC. Yeah. they're six and five overall, but two and five in yeah, the ACC. So two, two Uh, and the ACC is down, so <laughs> that's even worse. That's yeah, it's tough. Oh, uh, well, I think one of the closer games this weekend: number ten Oklahoma at number seven Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a minus four point favorite, and I'm going to say this: the defense of Oklahoma State is absolutely crazy, especially for the for Big Twelve, where you know defense doesn't. Defense is a myth in the Big 12. So for them to have this good of a defense, they're doing something right. Um, and we said last week, Caleb Williams, you, you have an average game against Iowa State. You'll get that win. You need a transcendent game from Caleb Williams this week. A couple of, of interceptions or fumbles recovered by Oklahoma State. They're going to force turnovers and they're going to get in Caleb Williams head. So I think the key this week is go into the game already aware of that tell tell Williams that you know turnovers looking objectively we're not going to say turnovers (laughs) are going to happen but Oklahoma State's defense is real
1: but it's going to (laughs) happen so
0: if you throw the ball away keep your head up we're going to get the ball back we're going to go again you have to to keep that confidence high because I'm going to tell you what this could be a nightmare game for Williams if, if he doesn't keep his head straight uh, and we could see Spencer Rattler play in in that instance. So um, Oklahoma State's already clinched a spot in the Big Twelve game. They have they have their uh, their spot ready. Um, Oklahoma State for me win no cover three points.
1: I think Oklahoma State wins and covers. I think the keys for this game for Oklahoma State because their offense isn't electric, but because of their defense they win games. I think Oklahoma State's keys to winning this game getting a couple stops early, whether that's in the first quarter, first half. If they can get an interception, a fumble recovery, just get a couple of those.
0: Or a couple three and outs, honestly. I mean,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, killboys Williams' it, confidence is going to be shattered playing against an opponent like Oklahoma State in a game with such high pressure. So I think we'll see another quarterback swap mid-game. Kill Williams, maybe Spencer Rather come in for a little bit because of that. But I have Oklahoma State to win and cover probably by touchdown, maybe ten points is what I'm gonna call it as.
0: Um, number eight Baylor is at Texas Tech. Baylor's a 14-point favorite. Uh, Baylor would need a win and an Oklahoma loss to make the Big 12 championship game against Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma beating Oklahoma State would set up an instant rematch next week for the Big 12 championship game. Um, shouldn't be a huge issue for Baylor. Texas Tech uh, is gonna find it hard to create many scoring opportunities. Um, so I do think Baylor's going to win 14 points. So it kind of gives me trouble because it's like, we're talking, we were getting into beat down territory and I, I'm not so sure that that's going to happen. Um, I can honestly see a push here, but just in case I'm going to say cover, we'll see.
1: They yeah. Go. I think, I think Baylor to win cover. I think Tennessee tech doesn't have anything special or not. Tennessee Texas tech doesn't have anything special. Um, I think Baylor wins and covers. I feel like it's going to be a pretty big blowout, especially with the knowledge of Oklahoma's probably moving to Oklahoma State, so we need to win this game bad. So that's that's the mindset I think Baylor has this week.
0: And, and it would be good for Oklahoma State if Baylor got a big win here because if they can go into that Big 12, big 12 championship game, uh, get a win against Baylor because I'm pretty sure that's their loss, if I'm not mistaken, was to Baylor. Uh, so you go and avenge that loss that puts you in in really good position for. Um, oh, it was Iowa State that was that was their loss. Um, they beat Baylor 24-14 earlier in the season. But
1: and and not only that though, look at so like we were talking about earlier about college football playoff break, Oklahoma State wins against Oklahoma, then they go to the championship and then they play a pretty high ranked Baylor.
0: I mean, their but, resume is good. Yeah, it puts them in a good spot. Yeah, uh, you know that's Oklahoma in most seasons. Yeah. So uh, it's just a matter if they jump Notre Dame or not. We'll see. Uh, Oregon State is at number 11, Oregon. Uh, Oregon coming off that nasty loss to Utah is a minus-7-point favorite. Um, Oregon will get a rematch with Utah in the Pac-12 championship game if they win this one. Uh, Oregon State needs to win, and Washington State – to lose to Washington for them to make the back 12 championship game. So uh, Oregon State kind of has a, an uphill battle here. Uh, Oregon, I think, is going to take care of business. They didn't last week, but um, I'm going to take them to win and cover here uh, and put themselves into a, a rematch situation with Utah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I Oregon State always plays Oregon really chippy, and sometimes they can get really close, but I think – Oregon doesn't want any more humiliation than they've already gotten after losing to Stanford and Utah this year. So I definitely think they're going to win. I definitely think they're going to cover. I think we're going to see their offense back in a rhythm. I think they're going to beat Oregon State pretty bad. Uh,
0: and the last game we're going to cover, this is what we did it all for. The McCullough right cast. here. The McCullough trophy. Uh, Florida State's at Florida. Florida's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, and, you know, in in years past – Think long. This would have been like a, a, a championship game of sorts, the height behind it of whoever wins this one might get you know the championship go into the championship game or, or so on. This year it's a bowl qualifier. <laughs> the, win, the, the winner gets six wins and gets to play a bowl game. Probably yeah. probably the Birmingham bowl or some, something <laughs> some
1: like that. stupid bowl, bro.
0: Um sad state for both teams to be honest, but FPI is, is more favorable to Florida in this one, 72.7%. Um it's gonna be a close game because Florida State's surging. Florida State's I mean, Florida is the Deserving. opposite. <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh you know, this kinda hurts because after that twenty tens era of must champ and McElwain where we always got blown out to Florida State, I said last year, I wish we could have played Florida State, but at least we get next year. And now look at what happened next oh, no. year. So we, we, don't get, we don't get it last year because of COVID. This year, we're supposed to go in.
1: With Emery fall, Jones. <laughs> fall, fall
0: apart. Uh, and now it's going to be a close game again that could go either way, to be honest. But uh, I think the key for Florida is limiting turnovers. Um, how do you feel about this game?
1: I'm really surprised Florida's favored by that much. I know Florida State's definitely had a down season, but... They brought it back to five and six. I'm actually impressed with Norville not getting as down um, as I thought he would, and I definitely foresaw Norville being fired. I called for him to be fired during the end the season. I apologize. Maybe I should give you another chance because we have won some decent games. I definitely think it's going to be a close game. It, it's tough because Emory Jones is not a good quarterback, and Florida State's defense isn't the best. Well, hold on
0: now. We have a Greg Knox as interim coach. So he gets to make a decision on which quarterback starts. So Mm. in theory, AR 15 could be playing this weekend, which would be bigger.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if AR plays, I can understand that. I understand the favor. I think the keys for Florida state isn't defense necessarily. Um, we've got Jermaine Johnson on the line. ACC defensive player leader has been playing crazy. Um, So I'm not too worried about the pressure that we're going to put on. What I'm worried about is getting our offense going. Not that Florida's defense is anything to be worried about, but what is to be worried about is Jordan Travis getting in his head. So if Jordan Travis, same, same thing like Caleb Williams, if he can keep a level head, work his legs, get some yards by running, but also work his pass game, his read options have been great this year. If he can continue that into this game, I think that's the key for Florida state winning is at the head of the team the quarterback. It's going to be all up to Travis. I think.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think I think key here is, is Florida defense. They they played better last week against Missouri. Um, we we need to create some turnovers. Uh, I don't think going back and forth with Florida State's the key here. Um, maybe they find a spark with Dan Mullen fired. Um, you know, some teams play for fired coaches. Some teams don't really care. <laughs> Hopefully we're a spark team instead of a, a defeat team. But um, my pick, I'm taking Florida because, you know, I think even with the similar records, Florida playing in the SEC versus FSU playing in the ACC, I do think Florida's 5-6 and six record is a little bit better than FSU's 5-6 and six record. But I'm going to tell you this. In my notes, I put FSU to win. But I'm just saying right here, I think an SEC 5-6 and six is better than the ACC 5-6, and six, so Florida wins and covers.
1: I, I like the argument. I think with the surge that Florida State has been making, only having two losses in their last seven games, I really think that we're going to be able to take that win, especially that we got against Miami, um, but take these past few wins bring that into this game and kind of carry it out. Uh, I have Florida State to win. Not just because of my team. I really think uh, Norbert's turned the program around for this season. I think with how big of a game this is to them to get into a bowl game and after just to be the Sunshine State champions. The McCullough Trophy champions. I think Florida State's going to bring their end game. I think Travis is going to have a great game. And honestly, I think with the firing of Dan Mullen and a lot of, like you said, Grantham and a lot of other staff, I think morale is going to be pretty low for the Gators. Um, because like you said, I bet they think that his firing was early too, and especially discouraging after some of the decommits y'all have had this year. I think the morale is going to be pretty low for the Gators, so I think that's going to be a huge factor into the game. So I'm going to take Florida State to win.
0: Naturally. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll split it
1: i expect the trophy if uh if i win <laughs>
0: yeah i'll call him up and say hey can we get this trophy hey, <laughs> um moving on to the nfl though uh the patriots beat the falcons 25 to zero uh three falcons quarterbacks throw interceptions matt ryan had two uh and then felipe franks had one and josh rosen had one hey nine's mistakes ahead of him buddy <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, not not a good look for the Falcons. Nick Folk, four field goals for the Patriots was their leading scorer. Uh, Kyle Van Noy went crazy with two sacks and a pick six. Um, a, an overall dominant game for for pay, the Patriots, and they take the first in the AFC East with that win. Patriots are going to
1: playoffs. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you you called it all. About.
1: I said it from the beginning. They were going to be Super Bowl contenders. What really? <laughs> um, on a real note. It's good to see the Patriots defense back to where it should be. I mean, wow. Holding the Falcons to zero, the three interceptions. Holy cow, I would be terrified to play the Patriots defense. And I regret dropping them. I really do. I don't know why I ever thought that was a good idea. Yeah, and I apologize to Bill Belichick. And-
0: JC, uh, JC Jackson got his sixth interception of the year, only trailing Trayvon Diggs. Matthew uh,
1: Judon, what a animal, bro. Crazy,
0: crazy pickup by Bill, Bill, oh my Bill Belichick. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't see the Patriots surge coming, but here it is, and it's full steam. So, uh, The Colts beat the Bills 41-15. to The Bills are now 2-3 and three in their last five games, all losses to AFC South opponents. And when I say AFC South, Jaguars, Texans, <laughs> Colts titans and you're not really talking about the the cream of the crop division i'm pretty sure the only win they did get was the texans um so losses to the the titans jags and and colts um and the jack and the jags game was was we were, we were calling for concern uh, for the bills at that point so however outside of that only loss was the first week against pittsburgh so maybe just a, an afc south curse um but it was an uncharacteristic game from the Bills defense. They've been good all season. Um, I don't know why they kind of fell apart in this game, allowing the Colts 40, forty-one points. But Jonathan Taylor was <laughs> a video game mode, bro. Oh
1: my gosh, bro! That's, you want another reason why the Bills defense fell apart? That man right there. Yeah,
0: now he's he's just playing Madden, bro. He's not even. <laughs> he's, not, he's got a joystick in his hand or something. One hundred eighty-five yards, four touchdowns rushing, a receiving touchdown, responsible for every one of the Colts touchdowns. Um, that's some fantasy value right there <laughs> I mean
1: hey Carson Wentz was a great pickup man let him get back there you know 20 attempts but Jonathan Taylor he's gonna do it all for you don't worry I mean I, out of everything I've seen out of the NFL this year MVP candidate in fact probably number one MVP candidate right now his season 8 straight games with a touchdown oh my gosh I mean
0: yeah, the, the only the only person I can think of that could could even compete in this conversation right now would be Cooper Cup. Um Oh, that's
1: true. Just cuz what he's done this season yeah. is crazy
0: too, but uh yeah, that's uh that certainly helps your your MVP candidacy for sure. Um
1: Yeah, and you know Twenty-two. It's, yeah, I like. Twenty-two years old. I, it's, it's um, I'm astonished. And at the beginning of the season, I was like, "Oh, Jonathan Taylor, I, I don't want him. I'm gonna pick up, you know, uh, gosh, uh, a, a, a different running back." <laughs> uh, that just makes more sense. Like he's not gonna have a great season. He had a good season last season, not this season. My was I wrong? Oh my gosh! But on a different note, the Bills. I think they're the most shocking team this season, and how underperforming they've been. Especially with how tough of a loss it was for them last year in the AFC Championship game. I really, really thought they were going to come in with more of a chip on their shoulder. They're going to blow out every opponent. Instead, they're getting blown out. Instead, they're losing. Instead, they're no longer first in the AFC East.
0: Yeah, so. I I mean and again all those losses are to AFC South teams so we'll see in the next few weeks whether this is a recurring theme or maybe they just don't match up well. Good news, the Titans probably will be the only ones from the the AFC South to make the playoffs if things go the way they're going right now. So you kind of have a if you're the Bills and it is an AFC South issue, maybe you don't play them. But uh in the meantime Kind of a kind of a shaky ground for Bills. They need to right the ship. Josh Allen had two hundred nine yards, uh, two touchdowns, both two to, to digs, uh, but two interceptions as well. And Mitch Trubisky threw another interception on top of that. So, uh. <laughs> why was Mitch Trubisky? Well, do I <laughs> even in the NFL?
1: And we're like we're about to talk about the Bears and the Ravens, and like, gosh, Mitch Trubisky, bro. I remember.
0: Was he the MVP? He almost got chosen over Mahomes too, man. Like, Nickelodeon bro. valuable player. I
1: I just can't even believe that he's still recording. I forgot he was in the NFL. You know, is like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy's gone. He's, he's not worth You know, Here you right. know who
0: I was surprised to see still in the NFL? Mike Glennon. When the oh, when the Bucks when the Bucks were playing the Giants, I look over and I'm like. Is that Mike Glennon? (laughs) It is Mike Glennon. (laughs) He's on the NFL still. That's
1: like Josh McCown a few years ago. This man's still playing? Hello?
0: Um, Some of them just stick around. (laughs) Good backups. Um, The Ravens beat the Bears 16 3. Andy Dalton took over for fields in the middle of the third quarter to injury. Um, However, in that quarter and a half, Dalton had 201 yards and two touchdowns to field 79 yards in the first two and a half quarters. Uh, you know, maybe move on from Justin Fields this season. Let him develop behind Eddie Dalton, uh, especially if Dalton's going to play well. Um, no reason to keep risking your rookie quarterback if Dalton's going to play well, better anyway. Um, Lamar was out this game due to, due to uh, injury, not COVID, but um, I think he'll be back this week. Uh, so Tyler Huntley fills in 219 yards and an in interception. Kind of a quiet game, but they got the win anyway. So who's really counting?
1: Yeah, and it was a close game to begin with. And in fact, I almost took the Bears uh, to win at the beginning of the beginning of the game. I was like, "Ooh, should I should I put money down on this game?" Because Lamar's out, and the Bears' defense isn't terrible. But Devontae Freeman got that TD, and honestly, I I agree with you that Justin Fields should sit out the rest of the year. And and here's why: they need to take a page out of the Jets' book and let. They're Andy Dalton, Mike White. They need to let them start so that your quarterbacks, like Justin Fields, who plays completely differently than Andy Dalton, given that. But let him get some – you let him play a few games. He's got that experience. Let him sit back and learn. Instead of getting out there with a chance to get hurt like Joe Burrow last year, the last thing you need is Justin Fields to tear his ACL in a season that – you're not going anywhere.
0: Or, or yeah, break a collarbone or so, yeah. fracture an uh, arm like, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: I mean, some of his plays that have been amazing, granted, and that he scored a TD from, and I'm amazed, could have ended in a terrible injury. And you're already in a losing season, so why why continually put him out there at risk?
0: I, I will say the MVP for this game, though, was Robert Quinn uh, on the Bears' defense. Three and a half sacks by himself, uh, six total for the Bears, so... Um, Definitely make an issue for for quarterbacks right now. Uh, the Browns beat the Lions thirteen to ten. Um, Tim Boyle, I know you've never heard of him, so I'm going to explain in just a minute who Tim Boyle is. Is starting while Jared Goff is out. This was his first NFL start. But I'd like to read out uh, Tim Boyle's career at Eastern Kentucky, his college statistics: forty-eight point four percent completion rate, one thousand two hundred thirty-seven total yards one touchdown to 13 interceptions and negative 122 rushing yards. How this man is playing in the NFL is beyond me. The, the I I cannot fathom how any NFL team said, wait a minute. And in fact, I think it was the Packers who picked him up originally and said he was a good like film study, kind of QB room kind of guy. So he was helping Rodgers break down game film. But playing... No, you need to find a different backup Bro, because
1: who's their backup? They, David Pugh, right? Wasn't that their backup last year? Who played when Stafford was hurt and who was honestly not terrible? He came for Purdue. Well,
0: I, I can't, I can't tell you football? who's behind him. But if you thought who's going to be better in the NFL, <laughs> this game, seventy-seven yards, two interceptions. <laughs> this dude just cannot play quarterback. Um, but you know.
1: Bro, get get DeAndre Swift out of the Lions, man. You are wasting his talent. My man continually puts up receptions, puts up rushing yards, 136 yards in a TD this game. Well, to grant it, almost beat the Browns, but you are wasting his talent. Oh my gosh. like It it, it just hurts to see a a talented star like that behind a team that's not going to get a win this season. But here's potentially an overreaction, not so much an overreaction. Baker Mayfield, not the Browns' long-term QB. No, like you know, the hype behind him carried him into the first year. Last year, they, they beat the Steelers in the playoffs and had a chance. This year, you see the real Baker Mayfield, I think, and you start having concerns. And I, mean, I don't see him being the long-term QB that everyone thought he was going to be, and the Browns are in real trouble if they don't, one, <laughs> fix their injury solution or injury problem Two, if they don't figure out how to get their offense going again, because I mean, how are you going to beat the Bengals as bad as you did and then beat the Lions by three?
0: Yeah. And it doesn't make sense either. Cause, cause Baker Mayfield had 176 yards, a touchdown and two in this game at home. How do you throw two interceptions at home? Like this, this should be, Against a Lions against defense, the Lions, yeah, bro, it's like no,
1: we're not talking about it. Like th- th- you know, th- this
0: game was the perfect storm for the Browns to drop fifty points on the Lions, uh, come away with a good win, put themselves in in a a good, you know, momentum wise spot, uh, going into to the the final games they play against their AFC North opponents. But you win by three. I mean, granted, the Steelers tied them last week, but. Ben Roethlisberger was out. Mason Rudolph was playing. You had Baker Mayfield at home throwing two interceptions. So uh it's definitely an issue and, and needs to be sorted out if they're gonna if they're gonna talk about playoffs. Because as of right now, the Browns would not get past the first round of the playoffs. I don't think any AFC North team would no. get past the first round no. of the playoffs. So
1: But speaking of quarterback issues, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Four interceptions this week. Lost to the Texans.
0: Yeah, three hundred and twenty three yards and a touchdown, but that doesn't do enough to to Four cancel those out.
1: To the Texans defense, bro. Speechless.
0: Yeah, the the Texans beat the Titans twenty two to thirteen. Uh, Ty Tyrod Taylor had two rushing touchdowns. Um, Desmond King, the second two interceptions. So um, good good game defensively from him. But uh, you know, I called the Texans getting one win at the beginning of the season. Now they have two. I mean, this Texas team, man, <laughs> you better watch out. Do um,
1: no. the, uh, the uh, BYU of the NFL.
0: Well, they they did snap the Titans' six-game win streak, so um, there's something to be said about that. Granted, still not playing with Derrick Henry, but we saw what they did to the Rams, and we're like, oh, they'll be fine without Derrick Henry. And then they go and, and barely beat the Saints last week, I think by three, uh, and now lost to to the Texans. And now you're kind of worrying is this indicative of what's coming? Yeah, I mean or,
1: concerns for the Titans. Like their offense looked abysmal this week.
0: I, th- I think if it were if it were a team like the Eagles or the Raiders or some other team who's kind of like a middling season and you took a loss like this, okay, sure, I'll give it to you. But the Texans, I, it's not a good look. And and you know Tennessee also has a loss to the Jets, which is another two win team, but. Um, if you're dropping games to these teams, what are you going to do in the playoffs? And the Titans are a team that legitimately has their sights on the playoffs. They're, I, I believe they're still first uh, in the AFC, so still a lot to play for. Um, but if you're going to drop these random games to nobody teams, um, what are you going to do in the playoffs?
1: So it was to the Jets <laughs> and it was to the Texans. Awesome surprise. I know it was to the Jaguars, the way they played lower opponents like that.
0: Hey, they gotta play them again.
1: No, I know, I know. <laughs> Oof. Oh my goodness. The Patriots too. Yeah, and, yeah, and that
0: and that is also uh, something to keep in mind. They they go and play the Patriots this weekend, which the way the Patriots have been playing is not an easy win like they thought at the beginning of the season. So um, definitely some some concerns starting up with uh, the Titans right now. Uh, the Vikings beat the Packers thirty-four to thirty-one. Rogers had three hundred and eighty-five yards and four touchdowns. Uh, match that with Cousins 341 yards and three touchdowns um, Adams and Jefferson two touchdowns apiece so honestly pretty even game a good matchup uh, Vikings have favorable matchups the next four weeks so it's a good opportunity to uh, continue to build up their record in terms of uh, NFC North contention um, and try to sneak another one against the Packers later in the season which if they did we're, we're, I mean, we're talking about a, a surging Vikings team.
1: Yeah, and that's definitely something I didn't see coming. Um, based off the beginning of the season, I was like, ooh, the Vikings are going to be one of those teams that start off 1-3. and three. I mean, I definitely did not see the Vikings being able to compete with the Packers. Uh, you did say they were going to win last week. I disagreed. Um, it. I mean, it's tough, especially with a Packers defense that should be playing better, that held the Seahawks to zero points. It it was really interesting to see the Vikings actually come out and show that their offense still exists. Um I don't think there's any concerns for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers played really well. Devontae Adams played really well. Um
0: uh, the loss of Aaron Jones hurt though. Yeah. No. You could I, you could tell that there was there was an Aaron Jones size hole uh in the Packers offense which just didn't get fully replaced by A. J. Dillon. So. And
1: he, yeah, and A. J. Dillon can only do so much. He's there to be a backup and that's it. So that you're right. That's definitely a key part to their loss,
0: for sure. Um, the Eagles beat the Saints 40-29. to 29. Uh, Jalen Hurts 147 yards passing, three rushing touchdowns. Um, Trevor Simeon, 214 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and a rushing touchdown. Pretty good game from him, too. Uh, but New Orleans turned the ball over three times uh, compared to the Eagles' one. And I I am fully a turnover guy. I think if you want to win – Football games, you got to get the turnovers, and you got to limit your own turnovers because um, having more possessions is always going to be in your favor. Um, but score was the score was closer than the game actually was. It was thirty-three to seven Philadelphia at the end of the third quarter. Uh, the twenty-two points scored by the Saints in the fourth quarter kind of makes it a closer game. But um, those those turnovers were really killing the Saints uh, throughout the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm actually surprised that the Eagles won um, by that much. I mean, truly impressed. What's crazy, though, is guess what rank Jalen Hurts is in fantasy football? First. First. Why? Because rushing touchdowns. Rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And that is just something that has, won killed the Eagles' run game, if you have Miles Sanders or decided to pick up any of their backups any given week. Jalen Hurts' run game and him scoring touchdowns takes away from the running backs and wide receivers. Nothing against the guy. I mean, whatever gets the job done. But when I saw he was number one, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's no way.
0: Well, and his connection with Devontae Smith is getting better and better each week. So um, I think over time, I think the Eagles are in a good spot. I've been buying them all year. I've said that a lot of their losses – were closer than people expected, and one or two plays go their way differently, and it those losses turn to wins. So I've been I've been riding the Eagles high. Uh, I I don't even really like the Eagles, but I do think they're a better team than that record indicates. Um, and a game like that kind of shows their their talent, to be honest. Um, Washington football team beat the Panthers twenty seven and twenty one. This was a, a reuniting game for. Ron Rivera and Cam Newton, this time on opposite sidelines. Um, Heinicke, 206 yards, three touchdowns, pretty good game. Uh, Newton, 189 yards, two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, pretty good game. Uh, but the Panthers failed to score on their potential game-winning drive. So, uh, you know, kind of have to do that to win. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I, it was a great game. I can't really hit on either QB. I mean, you can't. Hey Heineke, what a story! What a great guy, and what he's doing against a Panthers defense is pretty good. Impressive. Cam Newton returning his second game; he's starting now. What well, he did, really good. Um, still high hopes for the Panthers. I stand by my statement. But a really good game. It's unfortunate that they just couldn't clutch up a drive. But McCaffrey and Cam are definitely finding their connection again, and DJ Moore picked up perfectly with Cam. So it's really, it's going to be really interesting to see how their offense continues to progress the rest of the season but really good things from Cam from recovering from a team that just beat the Bucks.
0: Yeah, I um uh, I have nothing bad to say about Cam's performance. I do think that Carolina is shooting themselves in the foot by not capitalizing and getting these wins. Um I mean coming into the season we were really really talking about Panthers um making a playoff run. So 3 and 0. McCaffrey gets hurt, they drop a couple games. Drop four. Uh, well, you know who's counting. <laughs> uh, and now you have McCaffrey back. You picked up um, Newton to replace Sam Darnold. Uh, you know pieces are there, and then you go and drop a game. Granted, there is more time for them to find a rhythm and find a groove, but you're gonna have to start winning games as you do that. So, um, you know you can't drop games to Washington, to be honest, especially at home. Uh, and, and have your sights still set on any postseason action. No, I agree. Um, the Bengals beat the Raiders 32 to 13. Raiders starting to free fall a little bit. Three, three losses in a row and, uh, a tough schedule coming up. Um, but it was a two touchdown game for Mixon. The Bengals are weird, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're weird as hell. Like, the whole AFC North is weird to me because, like, you win a game by like 50 points and then you go and lose to the Jets. About 50 points it's like well, where's the consistency at
1: uh, there is none and i mean there is zero i mean you have the ravens who dropped to the dolphins the steelers who, who lost to the chargers not, not a bad job but they tied the lions the browns just barely beat the lions
0: yeah
1: there is no clear candidate in the afc north that i'm like oh yeah they're gonna be one nor is there a clear candidate that I'm like, oh yeah, they're going to make a playoff run. I don't think any of the teams in the AFC North, it, whoever wins it, makes a playoff run. I don't, I don't know if our card team comes from the AFC North anymore. I think we might see a card team come from the AFC East and perhaps the AFC uh, uh, West, AFC, the AFC West.
0: Yeah, I mean, the AFC West could still technically get, what, three teams in? Yeah. The division winner and two wild cards. Yeah. I mean, in theory, not not grant, not a given, but um, there are three wild card spots. So, uh, and one of those will go to the AFC East team. Considering the Patriots and Bills are are going to seem to fight for that first place in the the AFC East. So, um, yeah, weird, weird, uh, weird teams. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Cowboys nineteen to nine. Cowboys held from any scoring touchdowns, uh, but Kansas City's defense is the storyline here. Chris Jones, three and a half sacks, five total sacks for Kansas City, and three takeaways. Uh, I mean, that's insane. And and I saw a stat, Chris. Uh, no, go ahead. Wrong game. We'll Wrong get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Is, yeah,
1: is we'll, we'll get no, there. I mean, honestly, I am shocked. Uh, I definitely thought the Cowboys were going to continue their blowout, and I definitely didn't see the Chiefs' defense coming in like this, but. Their defense has progressively gotten better over the season and has continued to shape up. So, even though they played Jordan Love, that game they played against Packers, fantastic defense. They held the Raiders to 17 points last week. You know what I'm not sold on still? Patty Mahomes.
0: 260 yards. 260 yards, one-to-interception. Yeah.
1: No TDs. Yep. Nothing. You. I mean, yes, the Cowboys' defense is great. I will <laughs> give that. But y- – when you're Patrick Mahomes, and you've got all this pressure, this big contract you signed, Super Bowl champion, went back to the Super Bowl last year and lost to the Bucks. you cannot come into this season and relax. You have to continue your performance, and that is not what he's done this season. He had a great game against the Raiders. Yeah. I told you he wouldn't continue it. I don't think he's going to be able to pick it up. I think we're going to see shaky Mahomes the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, it's just a consistency issue. Like, you throw five touchdowns in one week and then come in the next, and you and you throw none. Like you, the backyard football is fun to watch, but I think we've said so many times this, this throughout this season, it just teams are catching on now The you, you can tell now that you figure out how to cover some of those receivers, figure out their patterns and, and the ways they make up for Mahomes just lobbing balls up into the air. And then, and then you, you create issues. So
1: yeah, 57.2 QBR rating this season.
0: Uh, not a game, good game for Prescott either. 216 yards and two okay. interceptions. Uh, yeah, I, I he's been having a good season, so that was kind of shocking to see. But uh, Kansas City is now on a four-win streak, and they are first in the AFC West still. So you know, still a lot to play for for them. Uh, the Cardinals beat the Seahawks twenty-three to thirteen. Russ is still struggling to come back from injury. Two hundred and seventy yard, two hundred and seven yards, and and no touchdowns. Um, Colt McCoy though, hello, three hundred twenty-eight <laughs> yards and two touchdowns, both to Ertz, like. They have struggled without uh Kyler Murray and D Hop. Granted, the Seahawks defense, though they've gotten a little better as the season's gone on, still pretty bad. Um, that's that's a good game from Colt McCoy. No,
1: that's great to see. In fact, that's that's really encouraging if I'm a Cardinals fan. because uh, I would be really worried with this continued uh missing of Murray and Hopkins, but. The fact you got Zach Ertz and we see him in full season form now with the Cardinals—that's scary. I mean, the Cardinals are real contenders despite their drop to the Panthers. That's fine. Real contenders. If I was Russell Wilson, though, I would have taken a season-ending thumb injury. Why? Why play right now? You're three and seven. You're even if you win every game. I doubt you get a playoff spot still.
0: I mean, it's probably pride.
1: I, okay. Now, I mean, I absolutely understand, especially if you're Russell Wilson. But I, should, I would hate to see him get hurt again and him never be the same. I mean, he already looks different
0: right Well, now. And, and to be fair, you could, if you say your season is done, you don't want to risk Russ. Well, here's the deal now. Early before the season started, we were talking about Russ finding a new home anyway. Uh, the Seahawks talking about bidding him out to teams, trying to figure out what they could get for him. Um so if you're the Seahawks and you're like let's just try to make one big push, we know we probably won't have Russell Wilson next year, so what's it really matter uh if he gets hurt and and goes out the season? Granted, you might hurt his draft capital or I mean his trade capital, but you know, try to make a push, I think if another loss or two and and your season's done, maybe they bench him and let him ride or or he in quotes, takes another injury and decides not to, to play out the season. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's much to play for if they take another loss. Uh, it's going to be tough sledding to, to get yourself back into any kind of playoff spot. So, uh, five fumbles between both quarterbacks, all recovered, but kind of sloppy. Uh, Chandler Jones, though, two sacks. He is top 10 in sacks at Lumen Field, which is the Seahawks field. Never played for the Seahawks. He is uh. He has twelve and a half, in only six games, sacks at Lumen Field. Um, the next lowest is twenty games. So big, big, wow. big time playing in wow. Lumen Field for Chandler Jones. Yeah, crazy. Um, and I think he, that's been one of the uh, underrated parts of of Carolina this year or um, Arizona. Uh, that defense with Chandler Jones is Man. insane. And,
1: uh, well, what was JJ Watt, too, yeah. on the other end, but Poor guy. man's got to retire. Yeah. I
0: mean, and, well, now TJ Watt dealing with injuries, too, so.
1: Which is sad. I think yeah. That's a big part of Steelers' defense.
0: Uh, the Chargers beat the Steelers 41 37. Rothisberger's first game back from COVID 273 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Justin Herbert, 382 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Um, Austin Eckler though man two, two rushing touchdowns two receiving touchdowns uh he, he he's definitely trying to tell Jonathan Taylor to uh slow his roll on the high <laughs> or the MVP talks cuz uh man's playing some football uh Steelers nearly mount a comeback after being down 27-10 at the end of the third uh but it was 37-34 Steelers with 3 left to play and a Mike Williams touchdown gets the Chargers win which
1: it's all we needed
0: that's all you, it's, it's all you needed
1: it cover but it's fine um, I really liked this game I was a little nervous with the comeback but I love Herbert's performance despite the interception Herbert also had 90 rushing yards which is something we have not seen from him all season Uh, was you know he all quarterbacks use their legs occasionally he used them nine times so I really like what they're doing with that and the flexibility because I love pocket passers that's great that you stay calm but also you gotta know when to run and that's something he's learning to do so that's really encouraging to see the biggest takeaway from this game for me was the Chargers' defense. Not their secondary. It was unfortunate that we did give up so many passing yards. No interceptions. Their rushing defense right now—they're—they're putting pressure on Ben Roethlisberger—is so good. Um, Joey Bosa, man, crazy season right now. Had one of the top defensive ends in the league. They held him to under seventy rushing yards. We talk about it all the time. If you can't have a consistent running game with your passing game, you're not going to be able to win the game. And I think that was the key thing. I mean, Najee Harris only won TD. That's huge, in my opinion. And Ben Burgers always been a guy where they throw a lot on that team, aside from when they had Le'Veon Bell. But that's a huge win, in my opinion, because we have not had a good run defense all season. So.
0: Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Chargers don't like playing uh... – Big games, though. They they, uh, they like to keep them close, which yes, sure. is kind of concerning as, as if you're a fan. But, um, you know, uh, win's a win. Uh, the bucks beat the Giants 30-10. to 10. Uh, The only really thing I'm going to say about this game is uh, Jason Garrett is now out as the, the <laughs> offensive coordinator. Honestly, the, great job, Giants. Giants.
1: Like, I don't know why he was ever there in the first place.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, no more of uh, Jason Garrett, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, watch, <laughs> watch the judge. Our new head coach, Jason Garrett. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you don't have anything to say about that game, we're just gonna move on to the NFL preview because I he's, just
1: is candidate head coach candidate for
0: Florida. All right, calm down, <laughs> calm down. Um, I mean, actually, maybe you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean... NFL caliber coach. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anywho. Uh. Games this week, the Bears are at the Lions. Bears, nice three-point favorite. Um, I wouldn't pick the Lions with Goff. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> won't be picking it with Tim Boyle. Um, Justin Fields is doubtful, so Andy Dalton will get the start if he can't play. Um, but I think Bears win and cover here.
1: I agree. Bears win cover, no doubt. Especially because the Lions are just garbage.
0: Yes. Uh, Raiders are at the Cowboys. Cowboys, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Raiders, like we said, kind of on a skid. Dallas needs some wins, so... Um, they're going to be playing hard. Mark Cooper's out. CD Lamb's questionable, so um, losing both of those would be huge. But uh, Cowboys win, don't cover.
1: I I'd say I Cowboys win, don't cover. They might win by a field goal. Uh, I haven't seen much stellar performance from Zeke this season. I think the real connection here, if CD plays, good. You'll have him and Gallic. But if not, it's going to be between Dak and... Alec, And that's about it. Right. Uh and their defense, honestly, is the biggest thing that's gonna get them through this game. I don't think the Raiders stopped their skid, I think they just continue to fall. It's unfortunate what's happened to them all this season, but you can't overcome everything and I
0: yeah. Uh the Bills are at the Saints. Bill's a six point favorite. Kamara, Kamara out two games in a row, no indication if we, he'll be back. Uh, as a fantasy owner, I'd like to have him back, but you take your time. <laughs> when when the Bills do win, their margin of victory has not been less than 15 points all season long. Now, the Saints are not an AFC South team. So, I'm going to take the Bills to win and Bills to cover.
1: I think Bills to cover, too. I think they've got to find the rhythm. I think this is the perfect game to do it, seeing how the Eagles just torched them. so.
0: Uh, The Titans are at the Patriots Patriots a six and a half point favorite They're healthy They're surging Uh, If the Patriots win And the Ravens lose The Patriots would be first in the AFC (laughs) Who would have thought But here we are are. uh, All roads lead home And Patriots first in the AFC uh, It's just like clockwork Um, Patriots win Patriots cover
1: I take Patriots win Patriots cover with how the Texans defense played the Titans. The yeah. Patriots defense? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's gonna be a nightmare for Ryan Tannehill back there. And gosh, I just I'm I might not even want to watch the game with how bad of a <laughs> it's gonna be. I take Patriots win Patriots cover. Holy. Uh
0: the Steelers are at the Bengals. Bengals four and a half point favorite. TJ Watt is questionable for Pittsburgh. Um not ruled out yet, but we will see. Um I think the Steelers win this one. The the Bengals are, are have been too shaky for me this season to put much stock into them. Um Steelers dropped the loss two weeks ago, but that was uh or got a tie. They didn't they didn't lose, oh, but it was basically a loss. Um, my it was without Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> and Roethlisberger's back, played well last week, so um I'm gonna take them to win.
1: I'm gonna say Bengals win but don't cover. I think it's gonna be a really close game, but seeing the shootout the Chargers. Steelers just had no doubt. The Steelers have kind of found their offense, but I think they're kind of losing their defense at the same time. So I think it's gonna be a really close game. But I think Bengals win. I just don't think they cover. Uh,
0: the Bucks are at the Colts. Bucks a three point favorite. Antonio Brown could be back. Um, no word yes or no yet, but he is questionable. Um, I think this is gonna be the closest game of the week. To be honest, the Colts are coming on strong in recent weeks. They're four and one in their last five. Um, after starting <laughs> terribly uh at the start of the season so um I'm pulling bucks on this one I- i'm leaning towards bucks personally i think it's gonna be a push I think the bucks win by three but I'm gonna say cover just in case it is a
1: really tough game uh especially with how the Colts just played the bills so I'm gonna take the Colts actually i don't think the Bucks run defense is ready to hold Jonathan Taylor to less than three touchdowns, and I love their defense and how they just played the Bills. So I'm going to take Colts to win this one. Actually,
0: I believe uh, Vitevich is questionable as well for Tampa Bay, so that goes to your point of Jonathan Taylor running all over him. But um, I'm going to stick with uh, a Bucks win. Uh, the Panthers are at the Dolphins. Uh, Panthers a one and a half point favorite, and uh, FPI favors them by 0.2 percent points. So, um, I, I believe this was even earlier in the week. So it's kind of a pick them. Um, I'm going to pick Panthers to win and cover.
1: I saw Panthers winning cover. I think I like what I saw from Cam. I like what I saw from I like what I saw from all of Panthers offense. And it's the Dolphins. I don't think they're going to be able to do anything. I was wrong against them against the Ravens. I get that. This isn't one of those games I think the Panthers win, the Panthers cover.
0: Uh, the Eagles are at the Giants. Eagles, three and a half point favorite. I think this is going to be a big game for Hurts. Um, I'm going to say Eagles win and cover. I think like I said, set up and riding them high all season long. Uh, I think this is another chance to uh, smack a division rival all over the place.
1: <laughs> I, I agree. Eagles win, Eagles cover. It's going to be really hard to continue to play uh, against Jalen Hurts because you're never going to know what he's going to do. So, Yeah.
0: Uh, the Falcons are at the Jaguars. This is even, so it's pick pick 'em. Uh, Falcons slightly favored on FPI, 52.5%. Um, the Jags lost Jamal Agnew last week, uh, for the season. So, you know, not a huge loss, but it is a little bit bigger that DJ Chark is also out. So, um, passing options getting limited in, in Jacksonville. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I don't think it's going to be a game what and people want to watch. Uh, and I'm going to say Falcons to win.
1: I'm actually going to take the Jaguars to win. I think, you know what, their defense isn't like the Patriots. And the Patriots did hold the Falcons to zero points, so you really can't compare the two. But I think the Jaguars and Lawrence are going to be able to score against the Falcons. And ooh, and even with quarterback Patterson back, I don't. I think Matt Ryan, and honestly every quarterback on the Falcons, is just shaken up after last week. I don't see them performing well this week, so therefore I'm going to take the Jags to win.
0: Um, it could be another good game for Josh Allen, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh,
0: the Jets are at the Texans. The Texans are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, they surprised me last week. Got their, their uh, second win of the season against the Titans. I didn't think they get more than one win, so uh, already trending better than I thought. But uh, Zach Wilson will probably be returning and uh, likely to get a start. Uh, I really could not tell you how I feel about this game. It, it feels like both teams –
1: if Zach it's, it's, starts, a, it's a dumpster Texans fire.
0: Win. Yeah. That's what. that's how I felt. I, I felt bad about saying that, but uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah.
1: Especially coming off injury and not having experience. I mean, you cannot start him. Like Mike White has done decent enough to earn that starting position, I feel. So if, if Zach Wilson starts Texans win, Texans cover. Uh
0: the Chargers are at the Broncos. Chargers are a two and a half point favorite, but FPI favorites to Denver fifty four and a half percent. Uh, Chargers don't like winning games big. They like, <laughs> they like them. They like them gritty and close. Uh, and because of that, I'm going to pick Denver to win. Um, I think playing in Mile High is always hard. Um, anytime you want to to play a close game in Denver, you, you risk the chance of of taking a loss. So I'm going to take Denver to win.
1: I'm going to take Chargers win. Chargers cover. Um, I really liked what I saw from Eckler. I really think it's going to be a great matchup against. The Broncos run defense. Not really anything promising there. Uh, And also, their secondary hasn't been playing this well either, especially since the loss of Von Miller, not being able to cover that slant in the middle. So, I'm going to take charge of my charge cover. Uh,
0: The Rams are at the Packers. It's even. It was minus one Packers earlier in the week, but more action on the Rams side. Uh, Aaron Jones is questionable, and we know Packers struggled without him last week. Um, I'm going to take Rams to win, even if Aaron Jones comes back. I just like the Rams right now. I think I think they're doing well. They dropped that loss to the Titans a couple weeks ago, but um, still, still a good team.
1: I think the Rams coming off a bye week, especially is what's going to be dangerous here because not only have you given Odell time to work his way into that organization and starting lineup, but now you've got rest. You can look at what you've done wrong and the weeks you've lost, especially that loss to the Titans. Stafford's going to look at tape, of course. And... I think they're going to play the Packers really well. That being said, I'm actually going to take Packers to win. Just outright. And only because Aaron Rodgers is going to lead them to that win. Regardless of if Aaron Jones is back. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to get that big win. Um, Especially after dropping a loss to a Viking. To the Vikings, one of his division rivals. Which he hates doing.
0: Uh speaking of the Vikings, they're at the 49ers. Uh 49ers a three point favorite. Both teams five and five. They're three and two in their last five, so getting a winning record underneath their feet. I'm gonna take the Vikings to win. I like what they did last week. Kirk Cousins is having a good good season. Um Justin Jefferson, two touchdowns last week. Add another two this week. Um Vikings Vikings beat the forty ers
1: Oh, it's a really tough decision for me. Uh I'm also going to take the Vikings only because of the week they had last week against the Packers. I think it really showed that their offense is what their offense is capable of. And even though the 49ers have a decent defense, they're notoriously known for having a decent defense, I'm going to still take Vikings to win. Uh,
0: The Browns are at the Ravens. Ravens a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, It's possible Lamar Jackson's back this week. Um, There's no word yes or no yet. Uh, both, Both teams, though, terribly inconsistent. We've said this. Several times on this episode alone, uh, how inconsistent the AFC North is. It's hard to get a gauge on either team, but I'm going to say Ravens win, but don't cover. Um, I'm predicting a Justin Tucker walk-off field
1: goal. <laughs> um, on the opposite spectrum, I'm going to take Browns to win. And here's why. Because both teams are inconsistent and because Lamar Jackson's questionable, Man, do I like chaos, and I think the Browns are going to do exactly that after having several weeks of just awful football. This is where they show up. This is where they win. Baker, Big game. Baker time, baby. Baker time, baby. Come on. <laughs> Quarter, quarterback of the future. I think Browns are Browns cover. I, I'm <laughs> going to just pull it out of my ass.
0: All right. Uh, Seahawks are at the uh, Washington football team. Washington, a one-point favorite. Um, Seahawks slightly favored, though, on FPI, 50.7%. Um, both teams though struggling really bad Seahawks in a worse position in my opinion uh, at least football team has two wins in a row against Tampa Bay and Carolina um, and they could be getting Curtis Samuel back which would be a huge help for Taylor Heineke um, I'm going to take Washington to win and cover
1: i take Washington to win and cover as well
0: alright this season <laughs> I am now 6-5 and five, and you are 3-7-1 and one in best bets so you told me you had a new strategy. You're coming in to start racking up some wins. Who is your best bet?
1: My best bet. I talked about their star player last week. It's going to lead into the playoffs. I'm thinking Panthers might too. i I'm going to continue to... I'm not going to tell you my strategy, actually. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm to I'm I'm keep it to myself just in case I go on a win streak because I can't let that be revealed. Well, I'm taking. I already know your strategy. I'm sure you're gonna go with them again, honestly. But Panthers minus two.
0: Okay, pick. Pick who you think I'm gonna take.
1: Bro, uh, Patriots minus seven, or six and a half, whatever it well, is. Then I'm gonna surprise you. Oh no! <laughs>
0: Vikings plus three. <laughs> Against the 49ers. Oh, my
1: gosh. That is, yeah,
0: I, I mean, I think they're going to win outright, but even still, give them three points. Let's see what happens. Give it, hey, you know, <laughs> um, we'll see. Who's your waiver wire? So, my
1: waiver wire, I had to think a little bit because, honestly, we're getting to the point of the season where you've got your roster set. Like, unless you've got to make some last-minute switches for your kickers, defense, whatever, you're really not trying to pick anybody up. But... If you are still looking for somebody, if you have Calvin Ridley on your team and he's inactive, if you have Robert Woods and he tore his ACL, and you're looking for a consistent slot receiver who is healthy now, I'm going Marquez Marquez Valdez scaling for the Packers. Great wide receiver, one of Rogers' favorite targets this last week against the Vikings. Ten targets, four receptions for 123 yards. One receiving T D. Two red zone targets. Twenty-two points. I'll take that any day of the week. But consistently he can put up points and if he's healthy, him Adams split reps for wide receivers if you look at it. So Marquez all the scaling.
0: I am uh I'm actually picking somebody that I, I picked up on waivers probably three weeks ago. Um, he's heating up. He was supposed to, to take a, a larger role this year, but Uh, He's been back seated to Jamison Crowder. Uh, I'm talking about Elijah Moore from the Jets. Uh, He's rostered in 20.9% of leagues, but he's getting more work in recent weeks. Uh, 29 points last week against the Dolphins. 27 points three weeks ago against Indianapolis. Uh, So, seems to be he's heating up. It's about time to to pick him up if you haven't. Uh, He's got a favorable matchup this week against uh, the Texans. And four total favorable matchups for the rest of the season. So... You need some points. There you go. Got favorable <laughs> matchups and seems to be getting uh, more starter reps. So um, I, I look forward to getting my thirty points from him this weekend. <laughs> I'm
1: glad you're actually starting him this week.
0: Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> and that's, that's what I did. I picked him up that long ago just to see when he's gonna when he's gonna pick up. And now I'm I'm imparting that information to to you also. Well, we cover a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Next week's going to be more though. Yeah, we got a uh, special college football conference championship games to preview next week. Rivals to recap. I imagine some wacky stuff's going to happen in the NFL because it's been happening every week. Um, so yeah, a lot more to look forward to. But on that note, we'll close it out. Thank you all for listening to the McCall Cast, and we'll see you next week.